Welcome to the Wrestling Showground, ladies and gentlemen. I am the Super Agent Durden. Today on the show, we're talking about WWE ending their DVD in home video production. I'm very sad. Today, we're also talking about what made my co-host and I want to get into the business. That and more. Joining me in this, as always, my co-host and best friend, the man who owns thousands upon thousands of WWE DVDs. Boy, he's going to have trouble finding the new ones. Drew Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that lovely introduction. How, and I am I am very saddened about that. How many do you own? Do you know, like, just a rough estimate? I don't know. Um, fucking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Me too. Yeah, me too. there's a lot. Uh, yeah, that saddens me. Um, it does. Like, it's a bad business move. Like, I buy... Shit, I think this year or last year I bought at least... 40 just because i feel like it's it's another one of their cost-cutting moves that they just looked yeah. at their bottom line and saw oh look we spent 10 million dollars on dvds why are yeah, we how doing did that you make how why are we did you make off they're like, why are we doing that everything's on streaming now let's just get rid of this i need to go to the shop and see if they got any dvds on sale I was about to skyrocket on fucking yeah, eBay why? now, dude. But I don't know, man. You know, wrestling collectors, we don't sell shit, right? We rarely sell stuff. So, I actually and at, at Goodwill the other day, I actually bought the McMahon DVD. Oh, really? Right yes, the McMahon DVD. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. So wow, one real quick. That one but showed I, up. I buy and sell things as a hobby, and I only have a couple of rules. One rule is if you see anything weird or interesting you've never seen before, buy it. And the other rule is if you see anything professional wrestling, buy it. Buy it, yeah. Because pro wrestling collectors do not give shit up. Yeah. Like, ever. Like, the only things I can ever find are books and DVDs. Occasionally, I'll find a T-shirt, and that's about it. But whenever I find anything pro wrestling, I always buy it because I know I can sell it for a lot of money. But like, I don't I know. I mean, man. what like, DVDs have they been selling? Like thinking about that now. I mean, I guess there's just like what the not not even every pay per view though. I feel like first of all, I feel like the only place that sells anything of theirs is Walmart anymore. Yeah, that's where I got my it's last the only place I ever see them. Um, and there, honestly, I either see just WrestleMania of that year. Yeah. Um, or SummerSlam of that year. Yeah. Uh, and once I saw that they put out like a volume one and two compilation of their, uh, 24 series that's on the mm -hmm. network. I, I think the last one I bought was the undertaker last ride. Oh uh, yeah. That's the last one I bought. And that was when they announced they were doing it like last year or a year and a half ago. And I was yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. I went to Walmart. I was just at Walmart and I saw every wrestling DVD I saw I bought. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't necessarily want them, but I feel like I should have them. Yeah. The, uh, and that's what I should do that today. I should go to Walmart today and do that, actually. Yeah. yeah, the Undertaker one, I was just like, well, that's one that, I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to have the network, but that's definitely a DVD yeah. I want. And, man, and then, too, like, I collect wrestling stuff anyway, so, like, DVDs, right. stuff, I'm going to buy those. Right. But, like, it's a, I think it's a poor decision because wrestling fans love wrestling, and they're going to buy wrestling DVDs, wrestling yeah. VHS. Wrestling laser disc, wrestling whatever the fuck. If it's yeah. on video, if it's on some video format, 
a wrestling fan will want to buy it. Right. Um, I think so too. I really do. I, I'm, I know. I'm very saddened by this decision that Me they've too. come to. I understand there's probably obvious, there's obviously a business aspect to it, but I just don't, I don't know, man. I don't think it's, I, I can't imagine they're losing that much money on it. Well, like you say, if they spent 10 million to produce it, how much did they make off of them? Right. Like selling them. Cause I know people are buying them. I, I know they are. So it's just one of those things. I just like, can't I imagine. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I can't imagine they're losing money on it. Right. That they're, that they're losing that much money on it. Um, yeah. That they just decide to can't. And it's only in uh, the U S by the way, too. Oh really? Yeah. I read that. It's uh, only in the U S they're, they're still selling them international and stuff like that. So oh, that sucks. That, I mean, that to me, oh. I feel like when I read that, I feel like this is a push to get people to, to subscribe to Peacock. Yeah, probably. This is a push to try and get people to, to jump on I that because that. their numbers have probably gone down. Even Peacock has probably seen not not nearly as many people jump onto it as before. Well, and I'm they're like, well, if the media is available somewhere else, then those people are... They're just going to do that instead of subscribe to Peacock. No, what's going to happen is, like me today, I'm going to buy a region-free DVD player and start buying DVDs from out of the country. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. After this show, I'm going to go on Amazon and find a region-free DVD player. Exactly. And I'll start buying PAL or shit from Russia or whatever. Yep. I don't care. I just want the content. I don't have to listen to the commentary. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're going to start doing like, you know, documentary. If they're still going to produce like original documentaries, yeah, and probably that's, not. That's just it. I feel like they haven't even put out a good documentary they in haven't. forever either. They haven't. They're still sitting on these damn legends ones they haven't put out. Yeah, you know, still sitting on uh, who was it? Luger and Luger and Davy, Bulldog, Davy Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't figure that shit out. So, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. To be I don't. Quite frank. They're listening to the wrong. Vince is listening to the wrong people. Is what's happening. And especially since they've sold to Peacock, it's just been yeah. like the content-wise has just been shit. It has and completely so gone find. down. It's hard to find. I was trying to find old Survivor Series last month to watch. They named them by season. Yeah. Motherfucker, I don't know what season I'm looking for. Wrestling goes by year. Exactly. Like that, season twenty of Survivor. Like, what year is that? And that's because that's the way Peacock. That's the way TV does. That's it. the way TV does it. So Not that's the way their uh, their algorithm is already set up. Yeah. So that was the only way to. Yeah. Shift it over there. Oh God damn it, Vince! You would have been. You would have just made so much money, so much more money in life if you just focused on being the greatest wrestling promoter of all time and not trying to venture out into other things that's just it though he never wanted to be the best wrestling promoter of all time he just wanted to be he always he he always wanted to be he wanted to be yeah he wanted to be ted turner yeah Yeah. he'll never say that but that's exactly who he wanted to be yeah he wanted to be a a damn he wanted to be a media entertainment mode Yeah. yeah that's what he wanted to be but dude, think about it. Nothing other than wrestling ever worked for him. Nope. Not bodybuilding, not books, not movies, not nope. music, nothing. The only thing that's ever, not Ico Pro, which I love. <laughs> Ico Pro. 
Ico Pro. Definitely not nothing. steroids, just Ico not Pro. Not steroids, it's just not, Ico Pro. It's just Ico Pro. Yep. Nothing <sighs> he ever ventured out into has ever worked other than wrestling. XFL, The Rock owns that now. Yep. Uh, nothing. Twice, by the way. XFL twice. Twice. Twice it failed. So if he'd have just stuck to wrestling, he'd be worth billions upon billions of dollars now. Instead of, I think he hovers, the last I saw, he hovers always around like $950 million to like $1.2 billion, depending on what the stock's doing, I guess. He'd be worth like, I don't know. Yeah, multi-billion. $15, $20 billion if he just stuck to wrestling. Maybe more. Yeah, he just, I don't know. I don't know. It's so depressing to me. It really is. It's so depressing what has become of the WWE and pro wrestling in general. Do you think people older than us felt that felt that way about wrestling when they were our age? Like our parents, our dads, like when they were in their thirties and liked wrestling. I don't know if your dad liked wrestling, but my dad liked wrestling. Like when they were watching WWE doing their thing. Or NWA or just whatever wrestling they're watching. Do you think they got to like 38, 40 years old and they were like, this isn't my wrestling anymore. I hate this shit. Oh, I think absolutely they did. Like, if yeah. I, I do the math on when my my dad would have, let's just say my dad liked wrestling. Yeah. Um, I know he liked it when he was growing up, but I don't. As an adult, I'm not really sure. But yeah, he probably wouldn't have liked uh, what WWE became in like the mid '90s and mm-hmm. um, and and even the uh, Attitude Era. It'd been like, this isn't wrestling. This is just bullshit what are they doing with their crotches what are they doing with all that this isn't wrestling yeah you know i remember my dad like being wary about some of the sexual stuff when i was a kid he'd be like i'm not sure if you should be watching that but like i don't know we never talked about i don't know if he actually liked it or not right but i know he'd watch it with me whether he enjoyed it or he was just like this is my wrestling i grew up in the 60s when you know he watched in the 60s and 70s and early 80s yeah, I mean, but, like, my dad liked characters like The Undertaker in the uh-huh. early 90s and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, he just thought it was, I think, thought it was very uh, cartoonish, you know? Yeah. Which is what Vince McMahon was portraying. It's what he's trying. Yeah. So, now I don't know what they're doing. But I don't need No, nah, the DVD, I think the DVDs makes me sad. They're probably skyrocketing on the internet right now, and I should probably go buy them before they get too big. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. I don't know what I need. I got so many. It's got to be like, modern stuff is probably what you need. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you've got all I the... know. I need to buy the WrestleManias. Like, I, I stopped at, like, 33 or 34. Yeah, I stopped. Where did I stop? I might have stopped at 30. Yeah. I think I, I, started, I started buying them when they started releasing them on Blu-ray. The, yeah. Like with 24. And yeah, I stopped it. I, I stopped at uh, 30. I replaced all my all my DVD all my wrestling DVDs with Blu-rays a few years ago. Yeah. So I I I need to catch up on all my WrestleManias. But other than that, other than the modern stuff, like the stuff from the last five, maybe probably five years, I don't have much. So. Yeah, and those are and that's kind of the things that like I would want as a collector. I yeah. want the WrestleManias. I want the yeah. Royal Rumble box sets. I need I need volume one because I let yeah. a friend borrow it. I let a friend borrow it and he pawned it for drug money and pissed me off. Um 
I need, you know, a Survivor Series, at least the yeah. first four or five. Take volume one of Survivor Series and be good. I think I have that. Um, I think I have all Survivor Series and all SummerSlam. I have the, I think I have volume one of SummerSlam, the first five SummerSlams, which are good. See, I do need box one, the anthology of, of Rumble. Cause, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what, to, like I say, some of the modern stuff. Probably the last five years, I probably need a lot, but yeah, I don't know. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Yep. A lot of things in wrestling make me sad. Yep. So let's go back to a happier time, sir. A happier time. We have a question. We have a question. question. Oh, okay. From our good buddy, Tony. Tony in Starkville, Mississippi. From Starkville, Mississippi. (laughs) Tony from Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, no, let's not gimmick him like that. Uh, I'm just trying to get a pop out of him. I know. I know. That was great. That was awesome. He's our dear no, friend from uh, Scotland in the United Kingdom. Yes. Tony from Scotland. He asks, is there one match or promo or angle you remember that made you guys think, ah, wrestling is my thing. I want to do this. What was the first time you watched the wrestling, any wrestling, and thought, hey, I want to do that for a living? Um, well, I would probably say it was the Intercontinental title match between Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 1991. That match really, like, struck me. I mean, it really became... You know, the I'm trying to think of the right words to put this, but it really became like the inspiration to learn not just learn wrestling, but to learn like the technical aspects of wrestling, to learn holds and counter holds and stuff like that. And that's, I mean, that match to me was and still is like one of the best matches I've ever seen. And Definitely was the catalyst for me going, I could do this. This could be cool. Uh, and off and running there in probably Jesse's living room, you know, wrestling away yeah. as yeah. we began. But so I would definitely say the, that. Okay. So what was like the first angle? It doesn't have to be the first angle you ever saw, but what was an angle that you were like, that's storytelling, that's storyline. I want to do that. Um, it would still be in WWE or WWF at the time. Um, and it would be the, uh, the Macho Man and Jake Roberts, uh, story from, from the late 90s, late, not, not late 90s, late 1992, late 1992, um, or late nineteen ninety one with the uh, snake, yeah, where snake he, body, yeah, where he this, yeah. I remember as a kid that was terrifying. I'm sure it was. Um, and it was incredible storytelling. And was remember I was just like, yeah, reinstate. That's our plan. Reinstate the Macho Man. I was chanting yeah, yeah, yeah. that and everything, and yeah, uh, that was that was a big time angle for me. Like following that was really important, you know. Um, so there was that, and then there was uh, the Undertaker character as a kid. Completely enthralled me. 
I gotcha. And became, I mean, still to this day, I mean, he's my favorite all-time wrestler. But uh, as a child, he was just enchanting to, to, to watch this character perform in the ring and outside the ring. Like, he was terrifying, but he was cool. Um, and you really believe that he was, <laughs> it was not living or something that he was impervious to pain. Uh, um, especially early undertaker. You really, Oh yeah. 1990, like yeah, yeah. 90, 91 undertaker that, that first year where he runs up to that, uh, world title match with Hogan. Dude, you, yeah. they, he Dude, sold the he shit out of that kid. thing. Yeah, that he Taker was. scared me as like a six, seven year old. Yeah, that he was yeah. like a villain. Like he was a yeah. super villain. Like this guy wasn't yeah. just a wrestler. This guy, there's something different. Especially he was terrifying. his stuff with Papa Shango scared me. Yeah, oh. that's another storyline I vividly yeah. remember is the Papa Shango uh, warrior storyline. Yeah. They're really buying into that one too as a kid. Yeah, um, you're like. Yeah. Dude, he's buried in his head, like stuff's coming out of his head and eyes, and right. you're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah. But those yeah, are no, those Taker are, scared me. Yeah, those like, are from my formidable years. Those are definitely yeah. milestone moments. Yeah, uh, I was 11 months old when Hogan beat Sheik for the belt at Hulkamania. Start. I was in. I was in Jacksonville, Florida, sitting on the couch. This is my first memory in life, by the way. Literally, wow. my first memory in life. I'm sitting on the couch with my dad and my uncle, in my uncle's house in Jacksonville. And she comes out, and my uncle says, he is evil. And, you know, he had the, the headdress and the, the curl-toed boots. Right. And carrying the flag, and my uncle says, he is evil. He's everything in the, that's wrong in this world. We don't like him. He's a bad guy. Like, all right. Here comes Hogan. My dad goes, he is everything that's great and wonderful in this world. He says his prayers. He takes his vitamins. He drinks his milk. That's who you <laughs> want to be like. And from 11 months old, I, I didn't know the vitamins at the time were steroids. By the way. I, I, was, I, I was 11 months old. I was 11 months old. I would put that out there. Uh... And from 11 months old till six. I was a Hulkamaniac. I bet. Absolutely. And then we're going to watch a Saturday night main event, me and dad. He's going to be stay up late. And it's going to be a boys night. My mom and sister are going out. Me and dad are going to order pizza and watch the main of Saturday night main event. I believe it was Hogan and Orndorff in the cage. I believe that was the Saturday night main event it was. I may be wrong on that. I, I don't remember. And I walk into my dad's bedroom and he had a little TV to throw me. And he's watching the wrestling. I go, oh, dad, is that Hulk Hogan? He's like, no, Hulk Hogan's going to be on after this. And I just turned around and watched it. And goddamn, there's Ric Flair. Yeah. And he's cutting a promo. And he's got his Rolex watch. And his aviator sunglasses in the suit and tie. And he's got the belt under his arm. And he's saying he's Ric Flair. And he's saying he come to the big house on the hill. It's the big house on the hill promo. And my dad says, I walked up to the television. Like got like within inches of the TV screen, and I just watched. I stared at it, and from that moment on till this very day, I wanted to be Ric Flair. Yep. I said, "Fuck Hogan, <laughs> I am a horseman. I want to be Ric Flair, and I still want to be Ric Flair." And that's what made me want to get into wrestling. Yeah, is watching Hulk Hogan and seeing that he was good, 
And then seeing Flair, you're going, oh, he's not really Hogan. And he's arrogant. And he's got the suit and the Rolex and the women. And it's seven, eight years old. I want to be Ric Flair. I want to be a horseman. And obviously, I realized I couldn't be Ric Flair because, you know. So, okay, I'll be a horseman. I'm good with that. <laughs> as long as I'm in Rick, the group, be, we're good. If I can't be Rick, I'll be Arn. Nothing wrong with Arn. <laughs> Plenty <laughs> of other roles. Hey, man, just let me be a horseman. I'll be okay. Uh, but that's mine. Those are That's my angle or my storylines that I saw. Yeah. Uh, match. Dude, I love... Flair and Steamboat. I was a WCW guy more growing up in WWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Rock and Roll versus the Midnight Express. Um, Road Warriors were cool when I was a kid. I didn't care for them after I got older. But you know, you see those big giant guys oh, yeah. pulling their heads. You know, the shoulder pads, the face paint, yeah. every the whole yeah. presentation of the Road Warriors. Yeah. I love Dusty talking. I can, you know, so. Just things like that. I'm like, I want to be a pro wrestler. No one told me how to be a pro wrestler, though. Yeah, they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. They don't say, you know, you tell your parents, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer. They're like, okay, this is what you got to do. You tell your parents, I want to be a pro wrestler. They don't say, okay, start eating healthy and start going to a gym and start getting in front of a television camera of some kind of camcorder and start learning how to talk. They don't tell you that. So I wish someone would have told me how to become a pro wrestler. Maybe I'd be doing better in life right now. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but no, those, that's what got me into pro wrestling. Um, and then from there, just snowball. I love, you know, I, I do anything pro wrestling. I read all the history books. I know so much pro wrestling. I've forgotten so much pro wrestling. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why when we talk sometimes, I'm like, oh, it was it this or that. And then you remind me. Not just you, just anybody. I'm talking to right, right. like, No, it was this. I'm like, oh, that's when this, this, and this happened. And they're like, I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that that's my story of wrestling. And uh, did I spit on my microphone? I have a thing here. Okay. Take that uh, microphone. That's right. I, I got excited. Well, yeah, I don't have necessarily a promo or anything that I can remember. Storylines, yeah, you know, yeah. we discussed in matches, but not really a promo, so to say. I um, mean, I mean, there's obviously there's ones I remember. I remember Austin three sixteen. I remember yeah. um, further ones down the line when I was, you know, when you I gotta remember I lost my smile. You gotta remember Michael's lost yeah, his smile. Yeah, I remember when Michael's lost his smile. Never really found it after that, did he? No, well, yeah, in like 2002. <laughs> yeah, he found God. When he found Jeebus. That, yeah, he, that he found religion. Him. Yeah, and a wife, and that just all turned it around. I but, don't know, good yeah. for him, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I those are mine, I mean, the ones, yeah, the but, ones I've listed. And I defy you to listen to the Dusty Rhodes hard t- not hard times, the Dusty Rhodes son of a plumber promo. Yeah. And not want to be a pro wrestler. Like that is one of the greatest everybody likes his hard time promo. Nah, I'll take son of a plumber any day. There you go. That is a classic. Mm. Uh, have we gone uh, how are we on time, sir? <laughs> I, we gotta go over we gotta go over fifteen minutes. 
Uh, yeah, you're sitting good on that. You're at 24 minutes. I think. Oh, you're we're good, good there. Go. We're we're good there because so. I cried about the the DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> but you brought us back around with inspiration. I did, man. No, but I'll say this: if you want to be a pro wrestler, guys out there, learn how to eat healthy, get in the gym, practice talking into a camcorder or a webcam or grab a microphone, get comfortable in front of a camera. Uh, that's some free advice that I'm not charging you guys for. <laughs> I, I, usually, I usually charge people money for that advice. Um, but no, just that's that's just the basics. And I wish someone would have told me that when I was 14 years old and said, I want to be a pro wrestler. Well, eight years old and said, I want to be a pro wrestler. Right. But, you know, by the time I got to the point where I could do all that, I was probably 12, 13. Right. And no one tells you that. Uh, did I tell you I sold the wrestling company? No. COVID, sir. I can't. Can't. Yeah. Just taking a bath on it, I'm sure. Yeah. Because my stuff's all international and can't. Every time we get close to reopening, new variants. <laughs> That's true. Motherfucker. So. Well, I'm in the process of doing that. I'm keeping the tape library because I'm not stupid. Nice. Um, yeah. No, it's that's slick. Uh, but you know, uh, copyrights, trademarks, equipment, rings, contracts, all that stuff's going. So. Well, hopefully you'll make out all right on it. You know, I'll be all right. Not taking I'll a bath right. on the I'll sale. Be all right. I'll be all right. Uh, so I'm out for a little while, but you know, I'm never really out. No, you know? no, I know that. I only go on breaks. We'll see what the next thing. I've never worked for AEW. Yeah, that's true. Never, never that's worked true. for AEW. They're just Jacksonville's right down not the far road. from right down Jacksonville's the road. not far from the from the from the house. Yeah. So I got family in Jacksonville too. There you go. Free place to stay. Yeah. Free place to stay. So might be able to make something of that happen. There you go. They wow. God knows they need a fucking booker. So shit. I don't know if I want to. We'll see. I'm never afraid of AEW. We'll just say that for now. Yep. There you go. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything? No, sir. That's all I got. Uh, thanks, Tony. Thank you, Tony.